All right. If you see Acacia here on the podcast, you know, there's only one thing and it's the the, the derby is coming up. So welcome <laughs> back to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Jared. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start with, with, with the obvious here. I mean, when it comes to derby, is everyone's looking at at the odds, looking at the horses, I think everyone jumps to the favorite. So fill us in on, on Forte, who I know is the favorite mm-hmm. right now, um, and give us a little bit of insight uh, into that horse there. Yeah, he he is the likely uh, favorite. He's the morning line favorite, and he should be. I mean, he's done pretty much everything right. He was the two-year-old champion, and they came back, and he's two for two as a three-year-old as well. And it's interesting with horses that are so precocious and so good. As a two-year-old, you always wonder, are they going to take that next step? as a three-year-old and going into a tough race like the Kentucky Derby. He's coming off of back-to-back wins, and it's interesting, and this is so horse racing in a nutshell, from a horse that's done nothing wrong this year and is all only one, um, he has taken a little bit of criticism, and I think that people are, are trying to beat him and thinking that he could potentially be a little bit of a vulnerable favorite. Uh, he, like everybody else in the field, will have to navigate the mile and a quarter distance. And that's always a question, always a concern with the Kentucky Derby. And while his last win in the Florida Derby was not necessarily the fastest race that he's run, he still was a winner. And you'd imagine he'll be even more cranked up, even more fit coming into this Saturday. And I know when when you look right after Forte is another Todd Fletcher horse in Tappet Trice, who, who's right up there as well. Uh, any insight into them and do you have a preference in one of those two uh, of the Todd Pletcher horses there? I do prefer Tappet Trice. Um, like I said, Forte's did nothing wrong. He should be the favorite. He, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he won. I think that Tappet Trice could potentially be one of the most talented horses in the whole field. But for him, I feel like he is that horse that screams Belmont stakes, a mile and a half to me. He has the pedigree for it. Um, he's by Tappet. That stallion has already had four Belmont stakes winners. And this is a horse that I think has matured mentally a lot too. Um, sometimes the offspring of Tappet, especially the ones that are gray, like he is, Tend to be a little bit um, soft mentally, a little bit wacky before the races, for lack of a better term. And Tapatrice is definitely that. He falls into that category. And he was the type of horse that in his first few races would always kind of take himself really far out of the race. And I thought that his bluegrass, the most recent race that he won, was a big step forward in the right direction. He still is going to be one of those late closing types, but he seems to be improving at the right time. Um, if he were to win this Kentucky Derby once again, I would not be surprised surprise but i've already locked him in as my pick for the belmont stakes so if he's locked in at the belmont stakes if he <laughs> wins the derby are we talking potential triple crown horse here in in tappet trice yeah i mean he definitely i think has the credentials to do it um there's always the big question with the quick turnaround from the kentucky derby to the preakness it's only two weeks which is not typically the spacing that you would see within a regular calendar year. And it's something trainer Todd Pletcher rarely does. A few years ago in 2017, when he had always dreaming when the Kentucky Derby, that was the big conversation is that he does not have strong stats on that type of quick turnaround. Typically it's a month, five to six weeks um, that you'll have spaced in between races for horses. So to see a horse kind of come back that quickly is always the biggest question. I don't think distance is any problem for Tappet Trice. Let's just hope he can stay out of his own way mentally. Another horse that, that's just on my list is I've been doing some research here. Anytime I hear Victor Espinosa in the Kentucky Derby, I, I'm usually thinking that 
that's a, a horse to look at. But I know Skinner here actually had Victor Espinosa as its jockey, and now he's no longer the jockey. What can you tell us about, about that situation there a little bit? Um, it just looks like Victor Espinosa hasn't come to Kentucky this weekend. Um, we're going to see Jonathan Hernandez take the call. Um, I don't think it's any sort of negative to look at. Of course, as you mentioned, Victor Espinosa, Triple Crown winner with American Pharaoh a few years ago. He's obviously had a lot of success in the Derby. Um, he's not riding as much now as he was a few years ago. He's one of the older riders um, and usually stays in California. Um, but I do think uh, Skinner, who was able to get into the field right before the draw he's a horse that I, I know some kind of wise guy pick like um he is one that I think he just he doesn't really seem to kind of have that last punch going towards mm -hmm. the finish line um a little bit of what we like to call a horse that tends to hang a little bit so we'll see if he can um make a little bit of a better run going further distance I know he, as of now, is one of the Skinner. There's one of the longer shots here, but that's always one of the fun things about the Derby is taking a look at some of these horses that, you know, are 20 to one plus, you know, looking a little further out there. Do you have a horse in mind that, that you like in that long shot territory? I do. I think it could be a really good year for long shots, actually. Um, I think that uh, confidence game has really intrigued me. I don't love that we haven't seen him in a while. He's off of a pretty significant layoff since his win in the Rebel. They decided to bypass the Arkansas Derby and go right into the Kentucky Derby, which is a very bold move, and it's not an easy thing to do. He's been training beautifully coming into this race, and he's 20 to 1 on the morning line. And then at 30 to 1 on the morning line, um, I like Hit Show to the inside. I don't know if he's necessarily a win candidate, but he's been the favorite in every single one of his races. He's not going to be anywhere close to being the favorite on Saturday. Um, he's also one that's trained beautifully. Um, I know that in history, the inside post has always been a little bit of a negative, but we saw last year a new starting gate um, unveiled where instead of kind of having the auxiliary gate where it's two pieces of the starting gate and the inside horse and the ones in the middle where the original gate ends and the new one starts really have a tough time of it. Now it's uh, copied what they do in Australia. So it's just one singular gate with 20 stalls and they've used it in some of the mile and a quarter races of other conditions they've had this week at Churchill Downs too. So it doesn't put so much stress on the horse breaking from the one hole or those horses breaking mm -hmm. 15, 16, 17, 18, who really used to always have a very, very tough time and a lot of traffic at the beginning of the race. Speaking of the conditions, how are they looking for Saturday? What's what's the latest that you're hearing? Uh, it looks like there's about a 30% chance of rain. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything significant. And Churchill Downs is a track that dries out very quickly. And they revolve their whole meet around this one day or Friday and Saturday for Oaks and Derby. So, I mean, they're going to do everything possible. The track's going to be in great condition by the time the Derby rolls around. Even in years past when we've seen a truly wet track. Um, I don't think that it's it's something that's really going to to play a big role in this race. So um, I'm not worried too much about the weather. I just hope for everybody that's all dressed up and uh, looking to get some good <laughs> photos on that day, things hold out. Yeah, and, and I did forget to mention when you were talking about the long trots there, Confidence Game actually has the Connecticut connection in this race. And I know as, as a Connecticut native yourself, uh, got a, a group out of West Hartford involved with, with Confidence Game. So another reason to, to possibly take a look at that one. Yeah, absolutely. Got to root for their home team.
<laughs> well, Keisha, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for uh, for for coming on and, and giving us a little bit of a derby preview. I, I'll, I'll wrap. Do, do you have a pick ready to give out in terms of uh, who who you're going with on Saturday? Yeah, I, I begrudgingly took um, Angel of Empire. I know that he maybe didn't beat the strongest field last time out, but he's a horse that I think is peaking at the right time. I am going to use some of the big long shots that I mentioned underneath. And I think that this is a good opportunity to try and go against some of the favorites if you can. Um, but uh, I do think with trainer Bradcock sending out four in the Kentucky Derby, he's loaded. He wants to win this race. He had Mandaloon win the Kentucky Derby two years ago, but through disqualification of Medina spirit. So I know that he's really gunning for a horse that can cross the wire first in this year's Kentucky Derby. Awesome. Acacia again, uh, appreciate the time and enjoy the Derby. Thank you so much.